Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on, and let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy-to-understand plant-powered wellness products. Their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically. These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code LEXI for 20% off your first order. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hello everyone, I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the Alexi podcast, and thanks for tuning in to another episode. Also, thank you so much for over 1 million listens. We hit it a little bit before the year anniversary, the first year of this At Lexi podcast, and I think it was about maybe like 9 or 10 months, which is incredible. And I had briefly mentioned in a previous episode that I'm not one who has in the past really celebrated milestones, and it's something I wish I did. And I just so happen to have the greatest friends in the whole world. And on Friday, I thought I was going out with someone. And then next thing you know, I'm being told the restaurant that we're at doesn't have tables. So he and I are walking to this other restaurant. And in the back corner of the restaurant is all my best friends. Bouquet of balloons. There's a cake that replicates the album art of this podcast. And there's stars and glitter everywhere and a banner that says congrats on one million. And I just (sighs) was so happy. I had no idea. I was already excited for like a nice Friday night. And I didn't have this in my head whatsoever and my friend Emily is like I know that you said that you've never celebrated milestones and ah, oh my gosh so thank you so much to Emily and Helen Ann and Jesus and John and Kaylee and Charlotte and Tyra I love you all so 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 much I had a wonderful time I ended up having just an incredible weekend in general so I'm someone that I thought okay This is what the episode's going to be about, at least until the Q&A portion, but I'm someone who loves chaos. I love it. I think it's, I love fun. I love excitement. I love enthusiasm. I love spontaneity, impulsivity maybe, but in reality, I thrive on routine. After experiencing some trauma earlier this year, I thought, let's wind ourselves up. Let's have a time that we wake up and 
and we have a very strict to-do list with some flexibility, but more neurotic than flexible in reality. And I have been following that. And then you sort of hit a wall, right? Where you're like, I shouldn't use you statements, where I'm suddenly bored and miserable. And for example, this week, I have my routine, I'm checking off the to-do list, and it's not fulfilling me in any way, shape, or form. And I am just not having a good time. This week, not good. I was irritable, I was moody, I was angry, I needed ample alone time, but simultaneously feeling unsatisfied. And then Friday rolls around, I have this amazing surprise party, I go out, we're dancing, we're drinking, we're having a good time, and then Saturday, <laughs> I sleep and watch movies all day, like truly napping, turning on Harry Potter, napping again, turning on another movie. And then I go out to Jane, I go out to my personal trainer's birthday and then I invited a friend and he brought some friends and we ended up just drinking and dancing and talking and then going to another dance place. Once again, two nights in a row getting home at like three in the morning, maybe after. And same thing on Sunday, slept all day. Sunday is typically the day that I record the podcast, but I was in such a good mood. I was so happy and I just... When I woke up in the morning, I was sitting, staring out my window, just like looking at the sun, which we haven't seen sun in many days here. And I'm lying in bed, looking out at the blue sky, just enjoying myself, like smiling. I've been smiling all weekend. It's been such a good weekend. <sighs> so grateful. So I really relished in it because work is important and I definitely prioritize it. However, I haven't experienced this level of happiness in weeks. So I really decided this is the real priority. This is what life is about. The podcast can wait one day. It's okay. I'll show up on Monday. It doesn't need to be there on Sunday. I'm always showing up on Sunday. It's okay. Which is making me think as much as I love how reflective this podcast is and Sunday by its nature is sort of a reflective day or figuring out what's ahead while simultaneously thinking about what this week was. At least that's how a lot of us spend our Sundays. So I thought this podcast fit, but I'm realizing weekends are quite important and you don't need to work during half the weekend. I should probably give myself a weekend. So in the new year, I'm going to come up with potentially a different strategy. It's not going to affect any of you that much. Just something that I'm thinking about out loud right now. So I decided happiness was the priority and I slept and hung out and was slow paced all day yesterday. And then I went out with a friend. We had a lovely French dinner and played pool at a billiards hall. <sighs> and same thing, I just went home so happy. And I woke up this morning, the sun is out again today, and I am just happy to be here. I'm so happy to be here. Now, here's the caveat. Until yesterday, my apartment was trashed. Clothes everywhere, shoes everywhere, um, scattered purse items everywhere, dishes piled high, trash not taken out, recycling piling up. Everything was a mess, but I was just giddy, smiling. It was no big deal. And other times, I'll have the exact same scenario going on in the apartment, and I am stressing out. It's horrible. Like, I can't live like this. I don't understand it. I don't understand why sometimes it's the greatest thing ever, and sometimes it's the worst. I'm trying to figure out also why sometimes having a routine and waking up early and going to bed early and just focusing on making sure the house is clean, that the work is done, that... 
um, we're treating our body with tender loving care, doing the healthy things is so satisfying. And then other times, staying out till 3, 4 in the morning, sleeping in till noon, laying on the couch watching movies all weekend is also so good. But I don't know how to have both because I like both. I do. I love both. I love staying up all night. I love going out. But I also like waking up early and having a clean house. You can't have both. You can't have both. I've never been able to figure it out. I've discussed this with friends before of the duality that exists within all of us. We have uh, contradicting preferences and routines or lifestyle choices. What does Gwyneth Paltrow say? Finding the balance between tofu and cigarettes. You know, I'll never forget talking to my therapist about Actually, she was talking to me. She was telling me that she was on a run and had noticed this other man running. And then she passes him later on down the trail and he's parked up next to a tree smoking a cigarette. She's like, it doesn't make sense. Why, why would you smoke if you're a runner? And I was like, well, what if he's a smoker? <laughs> and now he's challenging himself to run. And it just feels like that for so many different things where we can't all be doing good all the time, even though I so badly try. I'm like, be good, be good. Like... That's a mantra that runs in my head. Like, it's just that I want both. I want routine and I want chaos. And they can't exist together, can they? How can you have a thriving, wild social life and a really orderly, healthy <laughs> daytime routine? Great work ethic. Because I know both exist within me, but I don't know how to make them exist during the same points in time. It's like I either have a week that's right on schedule or a week that is anything but, and I love them both, but they can't exist synonymously. It's just one or the other, and it's an ongoing debate, and I really lived it through where a lot of times going out, it doesn't hit. I'm bored. I would rather be home. I would rather be asleep in bed and preparing for a bar class in the morning. I don't enjoy going out and drinking or smoking or anything i just want to be in my space or doing like really wholesome activities this is the thing that i was dealing with a month ago i'm talking to my friend saying i'm over the bar scene i don't want to go out i don't want to drink i want to socialize but i want it to be wholesome clean activities which it feels like the only times that you can do that is if you're a child or if you're a parent this has also had me thinking about the idea of when we're speaking with someone and a topic is brought up, how you can have one opinion and then if you're having the same discussion with someone else who has a different opinion, you can end up sharing your other opinion. So it almost seems like you have opposing opinions. This sounds very vague, I'll give an example. So I'm a very spiritual person. I definitely have experiences that I can't explain and things that I believe in that aren't tangible, but I feel a connection to them. However, I have reasonable doubt Obviously, there's sometimes just as much reason to believe as there is to not believe and vice versa. So if I'm speaking to someone who is a spiritual person, they openly discuss that, the conversation is going to be led to our personal experiences because we already have that foundation of something that we agree on. On the other hand, if I'm speaking with a skeptical agnostic or an atheist, I'll probably end up discussing my doubts because that's going to be more interesting to the both of us speaking on the thing that we agree with. And then of course, maybe if they have questions and they're leaning towards potentially believing, then like maybe experiences will be brought up, but it's just, they're both the truth. They're just two different sides. So one person could be leaving the conversation and thinking that I'm very spiritual or someone could leave the conversation being like, well, she's got quite a bit of doubt. 
And both are true. They're both true. Anyway, there's just so many interesting dualities within all of us. And I think that's worth exploring. I don't know. Maybe be mindful of that this week. Think about your contradictions because it's kind of exciting having opposition live within us. And it obviously exists between people, but it's interesting to have it exist within yourself as well. The idea of order and chaos both being preferences. Uh, The idea of believing and not believing all at the same time. Anyway, in other news, my videos on YouTube are not performing very well in December and I have been down on my luck about it. I've been taking it so personally, but in reality, I looked back at my channel. They didn't do well last December. I think there's just an influx of videos that are being posted. Everyone's into Vlogmas. I fucking hate Vlogmas. I just don't enjoy the Christmas time. I do have the Christmas spirit within me right now. I'm feeling like a little little excited. I'm glad that I have my gift shopping done, etc. But I don't care about people picking out a tree or decorating their tree or shopping for wrapping paper. I don't really care about other people's Christmas presents to their own personal friends. It doesn't interest me. And it's just a lot of content in a month that I don't particularly care about. Okay, what else did I want to discuss? (laughs) I'm back in therapy. Yes, so that's another thing. Anyway, that's enough about me. I've loved this little catch up. Much to think about. Let's get into your questions. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Do you need a gift for the fitness lover in your life? Because Fight Camp brings the best workout in the world into your home and makes it fun. Learn to box and kickbox from your home with access to world-class programming, elite trainers, premium equipment, and smart technology that turns your workout into an interactive experience. There's thousands of classes with new workouts added each week. You'll always find something new. Use filters to explore different workout styles, lanes, trainers, difficulty levels, and more. You'll never get bored. There's quick workouts. There's paths if you have little to no boxing experience. Fight Camp's got your back. They've created programs specifically designed to teach you the basics of boxing and kickboxing so that you can build a strong foundation. Fight Camp provides real-time data during your workout so you can track your progress, work towards guided goals, and see exactly how you're improving over time. Boxing combined with plyometric workouts bring the best of both cardio and strength training into one, giving you a full, intense body workout. There's also brain fitness involved because boxing requires focus. Precise combinations push you to think about every punch you throw. It's the ultimate way to clear your mind and forget that you're working out. Fight Camp comes with all the gear you need to start boxing at home, including a free standing punching bag, boxing gloves, quick hand wraps, and smart punch trackers. And it takes up less space than you think, so if you have enough room to do a push-up, you have enough room to do a fight camp. You can even get the whole family involved. Fight camp is one of the only home workouts that's safe for kids to do because there's no heavy weights or spinning wheels. It's an amazing way for them to get their energy out, learn something new, and share an experience with the whole family. Now is the best time to get your fight camp. Take advantage of their holiday deal going on now, and if you purchase this November, you'll receive an additional pair of gloves for free. Just go to joinfightcamp.com slash Lexi to get an additional pair of gloves for free all November. Go to joinfightcamp.com slash Lexi. That's joinfightcamp.com slash L-E-X-I-E. This holiday season, I want to give a gift to my loved ones that make them feel special and unique, just like the relationship that we share. That's why a great gift idea that I want to give someone is StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. 
It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you with those who matter the most. Every week, StoryWorth emails your relative or friend a thought-provoking question of your choice. From the vast pool of possible questions, like what is the bravest thing you've ever done in your life, or if you could see into your future, what would you want to find out? After one year, StoryWorth will compile all of your loved ones' stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Reading the weekly story helps connect you with your loved ones, no matter how near or far apart you are. With StoryWorth, I'm giving those I love the most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Go to storyworth.com slash Lexi and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash Lexi to save $10 on your first purchase. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? When I was a little bit younger, insecurity was. Uh, Family issues were, and there is no shame in admitting this. A lot of us, including myself, believe that everyone should have a therapist. You don't need to be sick enough to have one. Anyone should have one. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not self-help or a crisis line, it's professional therapy done online. There's a broad range of expertise available which may not be available locally in your areas. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you'll never have to sit in a waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com slash reviews and visit betterhelp.com slash at Lexi, that's better H-E-L-P, to join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, there are so many people that have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And the special offer for the at Lexi listeners is to get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash A-T-L-E-X-I-E. A girl named Allie. Hey, Allie. How are you finding this holiday season so far emotionally? Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I have my moments. My I'm irritable. My moods are swinging. I have my moments that are good, and I have my moments that aren't. But this weekend was lovely. I had the greatest weekend. And I feel like it's still kind of the weekend. It's not. It's definitely not, but I have plans to meet up with a friend after this and we're going to go take photos on the west side and check out this new neighborhood. So I'm looking forward to that. Going to get some drinks. I don't know. Get some food maybe. I've been wearing a lot of cute outfits lately. So I'm working from the outside in. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Thank you for asking though. I hope your holiday season emotionally is doing the best that you can. I hope you're doing the best that you can. Some of these questions are holiday themed, which I think is important because it's a lot of what we're dealing with right now. Some are random, but the first one, Molly Hennessy's Closet asks, what to do when someone is projecting their stress onto you? If I were you, I would probably say, I'd probably say, hang on, I'm not the enemy here. You're projecting your stress onto me. No need to do that. And just give them a little realization because most people are self-aware enough if being called out in that circumstance that they're like, oh, you're right, I'm so sorry. I know, it's not your fault. I'm just overwhelmed right now. And then they'll be more aware of it. I don't, I think a verbal statement, easy way to deal with that. Ava.bell, is it worth it to have a car in the city? 
No, it's so stupid to have a car in New York City. Unless you're transporting things or you're leaving the city a lot. No, it is nonsense. If you're someone who moved to the city to spend time most of the time in the city, don't have a car. It doesn't make any sense. I only have borrowed my family's car because of COVID and I'm returning it this Christmas. I will not be having it with me anymore. Underscore Maria.Rosha said how to build sexual confidence when it comes to kissing, feeling confident, etc. Slowly. I feel like that's always a little bit sexier and easier for a beginner to just like move slowly, kiss slowly, touch them slowly, and maybe even start with something more playful or innocent like hand holding or like a back rub or i'm thinking about this how to have more confidence i swear once you start it you you relax into it like the hardest part about kissing someone is first touching lips once you're actually kissing all is fine you'll lean into it you'll know what to do it's intuitive we're humans we're meant to do this uh sexual confidence Honestly, this is a great segue to talk about something I've been loving. So Goop, <laughs> I mentioned Gwyneth Valtrow twice in this podcast. I know she's a polarizing figure. Honestly, I love her show. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of critiques that can be made, but Goop came out with a new sex show on Netflix and it follows different couples that are having blocks, I would say, in their relationship, whether it be they've been together too long and they're just not sexually attracted to each other anymore or maybe they have different sexual languages and what turns on one doesn't turn on the other. Maybe they're more emotional blocks, they're getting older, they have a ton of different examples. But I learned that there's four different types of sexual turn-ons. You have the energetic, so it, you don't even necessarily need to be touching to turn this person on. A lot with the breath, a lot with what could be light touching, but even just like having your hands over someone, being in their space can turn them on um the second one was sensual hearing the sounds of your partner whisper or smelling them or tasting or just feeling it's it's the physical act of the senses that's what turns you on then the sexual which is probably what's most commonly known as just all of the private parts like that is what they find to turn them on which what we learned in the show is that that's sometimes just not enough to get someone turned on initially a lot of men are more like that like they'll see your tits and they're like let's go but there's more to it for a lot of other people and then the fourth one is kink so anything taboo is anything that seems a little bit forbidden is a sexual turn on and then the final one was if you're a combination of everyone so interesting i had such a fun time seeing sex in different couples from a whole new broad in perspective of how we are as erotic beings. I really enjoyed it. So I highly recommend that series. My friend told me to watch it and I really had very low expectations for it. So I was so pleasantly surprised. 10 out of 10 recommend. Maybe that'll help you. Sylvia Mack asked, what to do with you start catching feelings for someone and you know it's not reciprocated? Start talking to some other people, distract yourself with someone else. Cause if you have a crush, you don't want to go down the rabbit hole of starting to feel like very strongly for someone move on and if it comes back great but you don't want to waste your time or your emotions personally you can always take your own approach that's just what i would do wow a lot of you have crushes that aren't interested get on out there ladies and gents get on out there and start talking to other people there are so many cuties and hotties all around 
all around us, in your hometown, on the internet, get yourself on some dating apps if you're feeling so inclined, at your school, maybe if you have a very narrow type, open your eyes to someone new. There are so many attractive, fun, exciting people out in this world just waiting to be discovered. 111 Maya, favorite drink to get drunk on? Depends what I want. I'm really not picky, I like a lot of different drinks, but probably a dirty martini, or a margarita, or shots. Banniverse said, how do you keep your inner child alive and well? I think it's incorporating hobbies and activities that you enjoy doing as a child in your adult life. For example, I love spending time outside as a kid, so I remember last winter, as cold and frigid as it can be, I put on my... <laughs> I put on my snowsuit and my boots and I would take walks in the snow and I was, you probably thought I was nuts and in some ways acting like your inner child does feel like you're a little nuts, but I would go and I would do snow angels and make snowballs and have snowball fights and walk through the park. I really think it's about that same thing. I love scrapbooking and journaling, so I still keep a journal and if I find myself like getting a goodie bag or a package in the mail that has stickers, I'll use the stickers and put them in my journal and it's like, it makes me feel like my inner child is alive and well. Sky Dizzle asked, what do you do when you aren't feeling confident in your skin? This is a great time to reflect, a great time to evaluate who am I? What do I enjoy doing? What am I good at? Who do I want to be? How do I get there? A lot of questions to be answered and whether that's something that you just think about alone at night or if you want to actually get a piece of paper and write down these answers, because a lot of times we feel confident in our skin when we're aligned with who we're meant to be, like we're being our true self. And a lot of times when we don't feel confident in our skin, it's because we feel like we're out of alignment, we're, we're in a place that we're not meant to be, we're doing things we're not meant to do. And to find a way to recenter yourself and become more connected with who you are and who you want to be can help you feel more confident. Amala Williams said, are thoughts real life? Maybe, but another way to look at it is that your thoughts are no more true than lyrics to a song in your head. Elena Cavallo said, how do I stop being lazy? I don't want to accept that it might just be one of my personality traits. There's a difference between lazy and being content, being still. Maybe you're a homebody. That's not laziness, that's just a preference. You enjoy being at your home. Maybe you really do, you love movies, you love TV, you love lying down. <laughs> it's not necessarily laziness, you just need to switch your perspective. Now, if you find yourself wanting to do things and then not doing them, that's laziness. But enjoying to take your time and relax that's not laziness. So if it's the first one, that's fine. If it's the second one, where you're not doing things that you want to do, check yourself. See what you can change. I don't know how you say this. Jesse Vitz, what's a non-negotiable self-care task for you? Taking off my makeup every night, for sure. That's non-negotiable. Even when I was hammered on Friday, I noticed i noticed when i got into bed i was like oh fuck i have my makeup on two hours later my body woke myself up <laughs> and i went to the bathroom and i took off my makeup and i did my skincare routine hammered hammered five in the morning 
I don't know if this is a self-care task, but I plug in my phone every single night without fail. Every night. Everything is charged at night. Mary M. Hool asked for my favorite way to recenter myself. My favorite way to recenter myself is probably oscillating between the order and the chaos. So if I feel like I've been too orderly to a point of almost autopilot, then I need to go out and have a little fun and start saying yes to things. But if I've been saying yes to things and I'm getting to the point where it's losing its sparkle, it's time to get back home, do the laundry, put clean sheets on the bed, exfoliate, shower, do all that, clean the space, get back to work and spend some more time with myself. The thing is, I often, this is like a personal mistake of mine that I need to fix, is that when I'm in the order state headspace, I find myself not socializing and I am someone that needs both alone time and social time. So I need to find a way to incorporate socializing in my times of order. I just associate socialization with chaos sometimes and that's just truly not the case. That's something I need to work on, but that's probably my favorite way to recenter myself is do a little swap. Ella Grace Johnson asked, how did coming off ADHD meds affect you? In such a positive way, I feel really grateful and proud of myself to know that I can navigate my life without Vyvanse or Adderall or anything and it's gotten to the point where I've taken it recreationally sometimes and by recreational it's more like I have a bunch of work to do I'm behind so I want to take one and the last time I took it I just had the gnarliest come down and it wasn't worth it and I haven't taken one since probably March it was to the because first it was like I was taking it all the time and then I was taking it every couple days to the point where it was maybe once a week then it was twice a month, once a month. I really weaned myself off of it. And then then it was like as needed. And then the as needed got farther and farther apart. And then when I would take it, it was so great during the moment. And then the after, it felt like the recovery process was not worth it. So I really am just fine without it. And that's such a rewarding thing to say. Because I never thought I would be. I'm like, no, I need, I need these for all of the reasons. And now I feel like I don't need them at all. Totally a personal choice. ADHD is a spectrum. So if you have severe ADHD, maybe medication is something that will help you long term. But if you are on the milder side, I think it's worth, if you don't want to be taking medication, to learn tools that can help you. I mean, exercise, a huge one. It helps me get out a lot of my extra energy and once I have exercised, I find myself a lot more calm, collected, and focused. Same thing with certain foods I eat. Honestly, sometimes diet helps a lot with it. There are so many just different methods that you can take to give yourself focus and clarity outside of medication. If you're interested, I highly, highly, highly recommend. Porter asks, what's your favorite and least favorite part of the holidays? Uh, my favorite part, I love snow. I really like snow a lot. So anytime there's a white Christmas, exciting. The lights, I like that everyone else is kind of happy. But to me, it just feels like stress a lot of times. Uh, in terms of work, a lot of things are being wrapped up, loose ends are being tied, and it's chaotic in a way that isn't fun. So that's probably my least favorite part. Heather Bray asked, running or weightlifting? Both. I love both for different things. Weightlifting I find to be fun and it seems like a learning process. Every single time I'm 
weightlifting, it truly feels like training. It feels like I'm training for something. It's a, it's a skill that I'm learning. And I love actually getting to see numbers of weights go up where I was lifting 40 pounds, now I'm lifting 85 pounds. Running is a good time to be outside. Like I really think I do it when I need fresh air. Also, if I haven't recommended this before, the Nike running app has guided runs and that is what I used to run. That's the only way right now that I can get myself to run and it's so fun. I can run for like a mile or so by myself, but if I want to run far, the guided runs on the Nike app, it's all free. So worth it. Underscore Haley White asks for self-improvement book recommendation. If you haven't read Essentialism yet, I recommend that one. It's all about finding a priority, time management, which were two things that I really needed help with. Kaylin underscore Brown 10 asks for book recs. If you go onto my YouTube channel, which is Lexi Lombard, I have How to Read in 2022 if you're dumb. It's just a cheeky little title, but essentially I go through my top seven books that I read this year. So if you want book recommendations, it's a 20 minute long video that has those as well as additional reading tips on how to get yourself to read more. I dip my toe into the water of booktube and it felt nice. <laughs> Beach Bunny asks, what's my color? I feel like I associate you with green. I feel like green is my color. I don't know on a spiritual level, but I just love the color green. I love green grass. I love trees. I love lime green. I love green accessories and clothes. Yeah, whenever I see it, it sticks out. <laughs> like When I look to the world, my eyes gravitate towards green. Beach Bunny also asked for my go-to winter snack. This is so boring, but I got this chocolate protein powder recently and it tastes so good. And I know that I don't eat enough protein for sure. And whenever I'm really lazy, like I just mix it with ice, almond milk, and the chocolate protein powder, which also doesn't even make sense as a winter snack because it's a cold drink. But I also am enjoying hot chocolate. I use the Four Sigmatic cacao mix i think it has reishi in it or something and i got these peppermint marshmallows from trader joe's so i've been having cold chocolate protein shakes or hot chocolate clearly having a chocolate craving as my winter snack beach bunny also asked okay they've they've asked so many questions sorry i'm like scrolling through the responses on instagram which is where i ask all these questions so if you want to be a participant in the Q&A portion of the at Lexi podcast. My username on Instagram is at Lexi and I post every week for these questions amongst other things but I'm scrolling through the questions and they asked like nine of them. Uh, where do you see yourself in three months? By March? I hope I'm taking a trip. I really hope I go somewhere between now and March. Underscore Amelia Cowie asked for the perfect New Year's outfit when it's cold sweater dress like a tight one and some sheer black what are they called hose tights whatever and then some sweater like boots I'm thinking of my own closet and then if you can incorporate a hat or something into it if you're outside for new year's or wear the dress that you want to and have a sexy coat and boots and then just coat check and be free. Stop asking me this. People always ask, they're like, how do I get over anxiety? Like, how do I stop anxiety? And I'm like, the only way to stop anxiety is to not drink. 
It's the only 100% safe way to eliminate anxiety. Soph Mobile asked if I wasn't a YouTuber or a podcaster, what would my career be? I don't know. I always wanted to do something on television. I talked about this before. At one point, I wanted to be a TV news broadcaster. I also wanted to be a talk show host. I always had big dreams of being on camera, but never an actor. Nicole Horcasitas asked how to regulate stress. I'm starting new nursing school and I'm nervous for my mental health. Uh, something I've had to do recently is nick the caffeine a little bit. I realized it was making me anxious and it wasn't even doing the energy thing. I've had to switch to fruit, <laughs> but in the mornings, I'm already mildly anxious. So I'll have an apple or berries or a banana. I haven't had a banana in so long, so I don't even know why I listed that. I normally have an apple. Uh, so I would say watch your caffeine, see how that affects you, how to regulate stress, make sure that you're still getting fresh air and taking time for yourself, whether that be listening to music or listening to a podcast, dancing, stretching your body, working it out, and also staying in contact with friends and family, making sure you're speaking to your loved ones. I feel like anytime I talk to a friend or a family member, I leave feeling a lot more at ease. So making sure that you keep those as important components when you're studying and when you're at school. Lucy Kong asked, did I ever have a job when I was a teenager apart from YouTube? I walked dogs. Um, and I also sold knives. <laughs> yeah, those are my two jobs. Jano Werner asked, how to improve your relationship with food? Oh, I, um, it's a big question, right? Because everyone has a different relationship with food. One of my favorite ways to have food is if I really go out and I have a nice dining experience. I'm a slut for a three-course dinner. I love having drinks, appetizers, entrees, dessert. I love sharing food with people. I love when I'm out with people and we just find a bunch of menu items that we're interested in and then get it for the table. It's so fun. It makes food a really exciting experience. And then same thing at home when I have all my ingredients and I'm chopping them and I'm washing them and those uh, orders are reversed. When I'm washing them and I'm chopping them and I'm watching the garlic and the oil and the onions cook. It makes the food just a way better experience to eat. So I feel like putting intention and having love and excitement around your meals as opposed to just looking in the pantry when you're a little bored and like getting a little bit of this, getting a little bit of that, and then not actually having any meals for yourself. But that's just something that I struggle with is like I'll get lazy about it and I'll notice that, oh, I'm kind of hungry. And then I'll get a snack and then I'll have another snack. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I wish I actually just had a meal. Uh, but I don't know what your relationship with food is. So that's a little intro into mine. Oh, and Aaron Roach said, congrats on 1 million listeners. Love the pod. Thank you so much. I would be nowhere without you guys. Your ears got me to a million and I'm so thankful for it. And I can't wait for this next year to come. I really love the podcast. This has been such a fun, exciting new endeavor. <laughs> yeah, I'm very grateful for all of you. I'm on the internet always, everywhere. I'm on YouTube, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on this podcast. So you can find me, but if you like the podcast best, I will see you here next week. Rate me on the podcast app if you want to give it a good review. I love reading through them. Take care. XOXO, Lexi.
guys, it's Brooke and Danielle from Gals on the Go podcast. It's very minimal change, but basically what Wait, I did. Uh, can we talk about the TikTok? Because I saw you deleted it and I need to know this. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you're bringing it up. <laughs> on our show, we talk about everything from college, lifestyle, to navigating your 20s and beyond. And there's always that quote that people say, like, if they like you, you'll know. If, you do, if they don't, you'll be confused. But some people I don't know. <laughs> we hope you guys will join us every Wednesday for brand new episodes right here on Podcast One. In 2005, Shelley Miscavige, wife of Scientology Supreme Leader David Miscavige, disappeared. She has not been seen in public since. The most dangerous job and all of the church of Scientology is being the wife of the leader. He would never let her live in peace. This is Where's Shelly? My name is Tony Ortega, and for more than 25 years, I've been investigating Scientology and the crimes of its bullying, paranoid, narcissistic leader, David Miscavige. He would beat people all the time. They will come after you. Scientology knows no boundaries. I literally had a gun pointed at somebody. Where? is Shelly Miscavige. She knows where all the bodies are buried. That somebody could be vanished like this is just unthinkable. Finally, the truth about America's most dangerous cult and its power-crazed supreme leader, coming soon to all major podcast platforms. He's a psychopath. I don't know what to tell you. Dad's Mr. Popular at the JCPenney Father's Day Sale. From tees and tech to fragrance and fitness, find cool gifts for every kind of dad. Surprise him with an iTouch Active smartwatch, now $29.99. Score major savings with doorbusters like St. John's Bay Polos, just $7.99, and shorts, $16.99. Plus, shop extended store hours Friday and Saturday. Shopping is back. JCPenney. Offers valid on select styles through $6.19. Some exclusions apply. Doorbusters and smartwatch excluded from coupons. See store or jcp.com for details. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep on loving you Cause it's the only thing I wanna do Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna keep on loving you For a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with The General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.